Part two, chapter one of Mountains in the Mist. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mountains in the Mist by Frank W. Borham. That blessed word, which. I recently enjoyed a very pleasant holiday. In the course of my travels, I met with many ministers and therefore heard many good stories. One of them has stuck to me. It was told me one hot night in the course of a quiet stroll across a sequestered park near Melbourne. Wild horses shall not drag from me the name of the teller of the tale. It may, however, impart to the narrative both the odor of sanctity and the hallmark of authenticity if I merely mention the abstract circumstance that my informant is the grave and revered principal of a theological seminary. But to the story. I've been thanking the good Lord all day for that blessed word which, said John to his friend. That blessed word which, replied his astonished companion, what on earth do you mean? Well, explained John, it's like this. For many years I gave way to drink. Our home was a poor sort of place. My Mary hadn't a very nice life of it. But she bore it all like a saint, never murmured. And in those days I had no clothes except those I stood up in. But last year I started going to church with my Mary, and one night I was converted. And my, the difference it made. Why, last night my Mary was upstairs, and I called out to her to bring my clothes down when she came. And what do you think she called back? She shouted, Witch! And oh, it made me feel good to hear my Mary ask me that. And I've been thanking the good Lord all day for that blessed word, Witch. I brought back many good things from my holiday, but I cherish this choice gem among the richest of my treasures. It is delicious, and now that I pick it up more leisurely and examine it more closely, I'm not surprised that it was given me by a professor of divinity. If he can contrive to pack as much sound and sparkling philosophy into his little space in the course of all his lectures to his students, we shall expect a generation of ministerial prodigies to invade our pulpits as they issue from beneath his care which shall it be the gray suit or the black suit that is the all-absorbing question that is the fine point which the faithful mary submits to her happy lord and her witch as she calls down the stairs sets him chuckling and crooning to himself for many hours afterwards that blessed word which john's wardrobe with its two suits is a fitting emblem of the world in general and of my own individual world in particular john cannot wear both suits at once but it is lovely to have them both to choose from life is full of margins of surpluses of overflows we rarely get one thing dumped down to us with no choice no selection no alternative i find myself surrounded at every turn by a wonderful and sometimes embarrassing profusion my butcher calls every morning for orders and the very fact that he finds it necessary to call for my order proves that i am confronted by a wide choice of viands. I dare say I could live on beef if there were no other meat in the universe, but there are other meats, and I have my choice. I cannot have everything that he has in stock. I do not need everything. I do not like everything. But I like him to greet me every morning with that blessed word, which. It makes me feel that I am living in a wealthy world. Or suppose that I fancy a little fruit see what happens at once all the gardens and orchards of the world stretch out their hands to me 
i fancy i should love this old earth of ours a little less if she said to me i can only produce bananas or i only grow peaches in that case being a cross-grained and ill-tempered creature i should probably sulk and tell her that i did not want her old bananas or that she could keep her peaches for herself but the dear old earth never treats me like that she treats me just as mary treated john she calls out that blessed word which any one kind of fruit would probably satisfy the actual requirements of my physical makeup but nature does not consider that she is never niggardly she is my lady bountiful she heaps my table with apples and pears plums and apricots cherries and peaches and then smiling greets me with that blessed word which i don't know what other worlds are like but i know for certain that this is a good one now the beauty of it is that it does not matter a brass farthing to john to mary or to anyone else what suit john decides to wear mary will walk just as proudly by his side whether he decides on the black or the gray and the world will go round in pretty much the same way whichever garments john elects to don but that isn't the point the point is that the glorious possession of two suits the black and the gray gives john the precious privilege of choosing the black or the gray and the rapture of choosing is one of life's lordliest luxuries what a day that was when we strutted into a shop with our very first sixpence to spend it just as we liked yes a man dearly loves to choose it may be perfectly true that john looks best in black but even then he does not relish having a black suit handed to him by his dutiful mary and to be told that he must wear that that and no other he loves to be asked gray or black even though he instantly decides on black that blessed word which appeals to a very subtle but very responsive chord in the complexity of our wonderful composition i overheard two men chatting on a tram car the other afternoon they had just arrived from england and were discussing the trip one had travelled second class the other had come steerage they compared notes and being englishmen talked much of the table the difference so far as i could make out was simply this in the second saloon the steward came out to the passenger and asked him if he would take beef mutton or pork whereas in the steerage one or the other of these things was placed in front of the passenger without a question as to whether or not he would prefer something else the food in the steerage was just as good as in the saloon and as a matter of fact the passenger in the saloon did not care a snap of the finger whether he had had beef or mutton or pork but it tickled his vanity to be offered a selection in the saloon they sat down to dinner to the pleasing music of that blessed word which in the steerage that charming melody was never heard i've just read dan crawford's thinking black and he says some striking things that may help us at this very point he tells us for example that the real inwardness of a native's horror of slavery consists in the consequent loss of the luxury of choosing mr crawford translates for us a bantu rhyme which runs like this as a bird in the course of its flight on some branch will not choose to alight for it likes not the tree so man's heart doth resemble a bird to coerce it would be as absurd for the heart must be free a slave may possibly become the property of a most considerate and indulgent owner but it makes little difference he is still a slave a chattel a possession he is not free 
his owner may give him congenial work and delicate food and ample leisure but it does not count his spirit is crushed by the feeling that he has no choice he cannot say to himself i will do this or i will do that he cannot say i will go here or i will go there the underlying agony and humiliation of slavery even at its best is that it robs a man of that music for which his very soul hungers the music of that blessed word which i repeat that for that music his very soul hungers in his infinite and inscrutable wisdom god has left room in human nature for the entertainment of fads and whims foibles and fancies he has woven into the wonderful web of our being an uncanny faculty for liking without knowing why we like and of detesting without knowing why we abhor i do not like you dr fell the reason why i cannot tell but this i know and know full well i do not like you dr fell and just because we find ourselves possessed of this weird and wayward faculty we glory in choosing the gray suit may be just as good as the black suit beef may be just as nice as mutton coffee may be just as pleasant as tea but we like to have our choice we are quite prepared to pay a little more to travel saloon we feel that we are next door to slavery if we must wear this or must eat that we dance through life to the delightful music of that blessed word which but to all this there are limits and they are very stern and severe ones we are allowed to choose between the gray suit and the black one because after all it really does not matter which we wear and it pleases us to have our choice we are permitted in the same way and for the same reason to choose between beef and mutton between tea and coffee between apples and pears we simply cannot go wrong and the luxury of selection adds a new piquancy to our pleasure but there are things in which we may go wrong and in which therefore we have no choice we talk a great deal about choosing a husband and choosing a wife but i doubt if it ever works out that way when a man falls in love with a woman he sees her face in all the flowers and every bird is singing her name choice is absurd there is only one woman in the universe after that and certainly there are other things about which we have no option the ten commandments for example there is no choice here no hint of an alternative no faintest whisper of that blessed word which i am the lord thy god says the very first of them thou shalt have no other gods but me a man is not free to pick a deity or choose a god after that and the mandates that follow adopt the same regal tone they present no alternatives they ask no favors they offer no advice thou shalt thou shalt not no man is free to choose his morals in small matters in which we cannot go wrong we have our choice but in the big things on which we might easily make shipwreck we are left without an option and most of all is this the case when it comes to the matter of the soul and its salvation there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved we are shut up here without choice or alternative jesus stands in splendid solitude as the one and only saviour and i entrusting my poor soul to him feel glad to relinquish in this august instance my native passion for picking and choosing end of part two chapter one